Good morning and welcome to the New Jersey Economic Development Authority's eConversations podcast. I'm Kyle O'Donnell and this is not my normal voice. And I'm the NJEDA's Diversity and Inclusion Program Analyst. As an out and proud gay man, I'm excited to guest host this month's eConversation episode and co-hosting with Alberto Grido. So in celebration of Pride Month, our latest eConversation podcast focuses on New Jersey's vibrant LGBTQ plus community, the important role its members have in the Garden State and resources available to the LGBTQ plus owned businesses in the Garden State. We are joined today by the New Jersey LGBT Chamber Vice President of Supplier Diversity and Certification, Stephen Garibald. Stephen is also TD Bank's Vice President of Diverse Business Development Strategy. Also joining us today is Confections of a Rockstar Bakery owner, Kimmy Massey, who has been a vocal advocate for the LGBTQ community in Asbury Park. And finally, Medina, founder of the collaborative workspace Equal Space and the marketing agency Medina Equal City, both located in Newark. Medina Equal City is one of the three minority and or women-owned agencies that have been helping the NJEDA coordinate strategic outreach of COVID relief programs to targeted communities throughout the Garden State. I'd like to start by asking each of our speakers to introduce themselves and give a very quick bio. Good afternoon. Thank you for having us. Uh, my name is Stephen Garibel and I am here supporting the New Jersey LGBT Chamber of Commerce, where I head up uh, their supplier diversity certification and policy pieces. I also uh, work for TD Bank. I am their LGBTQ2 plus business development officer and head up our diverse business strategy for our Metro New York market. Thanks for having me. Hello all. My name is Kimmy Massey. I own Confections of Rockstar Bakery in the wonderful town of Asbury Park. This is my real job. Before this, I played drums in a band and worked in insurance. So thank you so much for having me as well, and it's a pleasure to meet you all. So, hey everybody, so great to be a part of this. First of all, it's how beautiful our connected our community is, is that Kimmy is a part of a, a place that I go to every time I hit Asbury because the food is phenomenal, the cupcakes are my life, and Steven is a part of an organization that I am one of the founders of, which is the LGBTQ Chamber, which means we are connected and we are supporting each other, which makes me so happy. My name is Medina. I'm the founder of Medina Equal City, which is a strategies agency proudly headquartered in Newark, New Jersey. Our work is campaign work for multicultural spaces and strategic value um, propositions to create social impact. I'm really excited to be working with NJEDA through so many beautiful initiatives. In that work of creating a social impact, I became the founder of Equal Space, which is one of the largest black, brown, LGBTQ owned co-working share spaces providing equity space and brave space for multicultural LGBTQ and women ventures. In that, I think that it is wonderful that we have these conversations, not only during Pride Month, but long into the future of that, which is why I'm so happy that Kyle's a part of NJEDA and that I'll get to work alongside him and uh, build more equity and space for our community. So thanks for having me. Yes, and very excited to connect with you and partner with not only Medina, but Stephen at the NJ LGBT Chamber of Commerce and to visit Kimmy in Asbury Park and support her 
her confections and her and her cupcakes and cookies and very delicious sweet treats. So with that, let's jump into the podcast and some questions. Everybody feel free to jump in and give your answers and your feedback and thoughts as we kind of roll through. So throughout his administration, Governor Phil Murphy has been committed to building a stronger and fairer New Jersey economy, one that is equitable and inclusive for all New Jerseyans. Why is it so important and why is it so imperative to create a safe space for members of the LGBTQ plus community? Who's going? I'm going. Can I go? Do I have permission? Make it happen, Kimmy. Make it happen. Okay. So I feel um, that it's important, not just in our great state, but everywhere, um, really for a strong economy to help all our businesses as well as all our residents so that we cannot just survive, but thrive. Um, with the LGBTQ community plus community, um, I think it's important for there to be equality, obviously, across the board. Like, I, I, I don't know how old everybody is in this group, but I'm, I'm 51, and I'm proud to say I'm 51. Um, but I've been coming to Asbury Park since I'm 17. I was, you know, sneaking in the bars really young and getting kicked out at, like, 17, 18. So I've watched so many things happen over so many years, and it's just – New Jersey is just an amazing state, if you ask me. Um, but I think it's very important to provide a safe – workplace for all our LGBTQ plus community members. So that's, it's, it's very important. And, and we have a lot of diversity and a lot of talent in our young people, especially, and it's very important to help them grow. So that's, that's my take. You know, that's exactly, I, I can't agree more. You know, it's our job to create an equal playing field for all of our LGBTQ and diverse owned businesses. Uh, that's where, you know, as a state, we need to give equal opportunity for all of these businesses to have opportunity to contract with the state, to contract with Fortune 500 companies, and to live their authentic selves and be socially responsible to everyone. You know, by supporting LGBT-owned businesses, we add jobs into our communities. In turn, we increase spending in our communities, and that helps us build generational wealth inside our LGBT community. And we really need to make sure that we support each other along with um, everyone else. And that's the way that we will grow and thrive as a community. And if you look at the statistics from the NGLCC, um, we have $1.7 trillion worth of, of power in the US economy. That is amazing. That is larger than some nations have in power. So, you know, support your local LGBT owned business, give a contract to them and, you know, help them grow because by doing that, we're helping the community thrive and we're building that generational wealth inside our community. You know. Stephen and Kimmy hit it right on the head. I mean, the amount of benefits that come with engaging in diverse businesses within the LGBTQIA plus community are so beneficial in different ways. And I think that that is how major corporations need to look at how they're allotting contracts and how they're earmarking money. It's not enough to relegate us to a diversity clause, which for me is a really big pain point because the numbers are substantially different. Um, I'm speaking as a small business owner. My agency is 12 years old and we've worked with some of the largest companies in the world, but I have intentionally not wanted to um, just be on a, a diversity procurement line item because I believe that our company had so much more to say in that we create 
real opportunity for corporations to speak to it. And so I, I call myself a culture broker in that sense that what Stephen said, we're a trillion over trillions of dollars of economic buying power. And with my agency, we can do real work with you to bring you into those markets. And what do you have to do but benefit from that? Furthermore, we need different solutions. The market is changing in every single vertical. And without engaging and wholeheartedly wanting to back it, it's not enough to slap a rainbow on it during Pride Month. It's how are you economically incentivizing things with real agencies that can do the work, with real vendors that can create beautiful pieces. You go to Kimmy's spot and you are not going to see something you've seen before. Um, you go into a room at an LGBTQ chamber event and it is not only live and vibrant, but these are dynamic entrepreneurs, business owners, high power C-suite people. And I think that companies need to support it, but they need to also understand the privilege of being in those rooms and the solutions that we can bring to the table. Thank you all for sharing your your feedback on that. And I want to call out the $1.7 trillion in spending power in the U.S. that the LGBTQ plus community has, um, because that is a big number. Thank you, Kimmy, for sharing your your sentiment on not only surviving, but thriving um, and continuing this work, not only in New Jersey, but through all of the U.S. New Jersey's LGBT chamber considers itself the bridge that connects with New Jersey's LGBTQ plus and allied business community. Stephen, you also focus on strengthening LGBTQ plus owned businesses in the region. How does your organization achieve these goals? I would say the most important thing that we do at New Jersey LGBT Chamber, we are an affiliate of the National LGBT Chamber of Commerce, and we certify. We certify your business to be 51% LGBT owned. That is a really important um, thing to have. If you can hold that certification, get that certification, even if you're not doing business to business contracting, it is an amazing thing to have to brand your business. Um, I actually sit on the certification committee for the National Chamber, and I can't say the, the depth of industry and the depth of knowledge that our LGBT-owned businesses has that are getting certified is amazing. So one, get certified. It's a way to build your brand. Um, two, we educate. And I think it's really important for an organization to bring resources to its members and to the community. Um, one, through partnership with organizations like the New Jersey EDA, who's doing a, a webinar for us next week, um, through development corporations and CDFIs, you know, really bringing the tools for entrepreneurs to thrive. We connect. You know, connecting is really important. We connect business owners to each other so they can help each other, mentor each other, and really do business together. And we connect them to supplier diversity programs at corporations, cities, and states, and federal governments. That's a really important way to help build your business. Um, we work on corporate out outreach with employee resource groups and procurement departments. Government outreach, we focus on policy and procurement. Uh, you know, we, the NGLCC and the New Jersey LGBT Chamber have been key at really helping move the needle with getting local city and state entities to take the LGBT certification as part of their uh, supplier diversity contracting programs. And we work on student outreach through internship and volunteer opportunities. We want to you know, give back to the community of future business owners and future leaders and really help them get involved in what we do day to day. A lot of great stuff there, Stephen. Um, and 
really looking forward to continuing to partner with you uh, with uh, the with the Chamber of Commerce and the EDA and creating amazing programs uh, going forward. With that being said, I am going to pass the baton to Alberto and uh, he will wrap up the questions and uh, the podcast. Thank you, Kyle. And uh, thank you, Stephen, for that insight on uh, how your organization is, uh, uh, you know, the current efforts uh, to support the LGBTQ plus community. Um, this question is for uh, Kimi and Medina. As you are both uh, small business owners and members of the LGBTQ plus community, how has locating your business in New Jersey benefited you? So it's a, it's a hysterical story because I, I tell everybody I was um, I was born in Brooklyn and made in Newark. Um, I, I am a Brooklyn born and raised kid, a rare breed, right? So when the opportunity, I will say I sought my education in New Jersey first and foremost. So I'm a graduate of FDU, Madison campus. So that was my like first intro into New Jersey. I just knew I needed to get out of New York for a minute um, as a as a younger um, uh, a younger kid. Um, creating my agency actually was one of the pain points in Brooklyn because gentrification was a really hard part of when I started my agency about ten years ago, and it was becoming really hard to keep the dynamics of what I wanted my business to look like and keep the profit margins where they wanted to be and stay inside of my borough. Um, with that said. I was beginning to do collaborative work with a uh, very um, young and energetic politico who um, I fast believed in, which was uh, now Senator Booker. And I was working in the digital spectrum in New York, and I'm, I was pretty well respected in you know the media world for um, the fast growing social media world that my agency works in. And then you know it was presented to me that Newark would be a wonderful city to introduce. Now let me be clear: during my college years, yes, I partied in Newark, um, and I, I thought Newark was dope. It was really great, but I had never looked at it as a city to move myself to or to move my agency to. Fast track to a four-hour tour. Twenty days later, I moved into the great city of Newark, and it's been a love affair ever since. The places that I'll say New Jersey has helped my company thrive. I was able to secure more square footage. The economic incentives and opportunities to build in New Jersey are so much more than I think people are aware of. The other part of that is the network that I came into. I came into two really beautiful, well, three really beautiful networks. First was my black and brown community in Newark, New Jersey, which is hardcore about helping you succeed. And I think that that has been a legacy of Newark that, that people sometimes overlook or not see, but under the leadership of Mayor uh, Rajya Baraka has really been a part of it, especially during the pandemic, because they created a fund first and foremost to help small businesses in Newark in rapid time. I think it was a 30 to 60 day response to help my small business and other small businesses in Newark thrive. The other network I came into was the larger state network, and that has been amazing. I mean, NJEDA has been such a beautiful platform to engage as a small business owner, aside from now working alongside you. There have been roundtables and there have been intense conversations about equity space, and there have just been supportive things that have helped me grow as a small business owner. And then I got to found the LGBTQ Chamber of Commerce alongside like four other dope LGBTQIA business owners. And not only that, because NGLCCNY, which is the affiliate and you know parent of the chamber, I had experienced all in New York. And I realized when I was in those rooms, half those business owners were from Jersey. And that's when we got together and like, why don't we create an economy in our state? As a small business owner, as a person of color, Afro-Latino and queer, I don't know what other state I would have been able to do all of this in. Like, honestly, because 
you know, I was not coming with like seed capital. I started everything from the ground up. I had no liquidity. There was no loans involved, but the great state of New Jersey has made a whole lot possible. So that is my, my like my long short answer to how much I love New Jersey. Like live here, work here, play here. Thank you, Medina. I think we're all glad that you moved to New Jersey. <laughs> Kimmy, how has uh, locating your business to New Jersey benefited you? Well, I will say I grew up here. Um, I don't have any, sadly, Medina, I don't have that kind of story. I didn't get to go away to college. I just worked through it all. Um, but, you know, when finding a place to, I, obviously, I want to franchise this business. And we talked about franchising it into other states. But New Jersey, bottom line, is just a different place for me. Um, I believe that this state, no matter what's going on in the world, and this is going to choke me up, we're just a different breed of people here. Like there is so much for people to keep, to, to stay awake at night. And New Jersey, we're different. We face so much adversity in this state and it brings us closer together. It doesn't separate us. We're not we're not, it, it, we're just different. And I can't say that enough. Like it's bringing tears to my eyes. Like, I mean, TMI, but this goes into a conversation I had in my own brain yesterday. And I was just like, what happened to like humanity? Like New Jersey is amazing. When you sit back and look at everything that could go wrong, we just, we all come together. And this is just my personal belief. And I love New Jersey and I love the people in New Jersey and there is no better place. This will be always be my main store, my main everything. Even if I open up in other states, like everybody here has been so kind. And I knew when I opened this, that Asbury Park was going to be it. Not to mention like, yes, the music, music, but the LGBTQ plus community here, like I said, I've been coming here since I was a kid. This place is amazing. It accepts everyone. Let's be honest, we do have the summer vacationists who are great and they, they they bump up our economy and they're phenomenal. But our locals are what keep us open all year round. And it's just, I, I, I couldn't ask for a better place to be and to work with amazing companies like the NJADA. Like we were fortunate enough to receive grants, which helped us stay afloat during this pandemic. And I'm just thankful. I go to bed every night and I'm thankful for where I am the community I belong to and the people like you all who are part of it make just the days brighter after I'm just going to stop after my long winded thing. I can't believe I even came to tears. I don't think I've ever done a video where I haven't shed a tear. So thank you all. I appreciate you all. And I appreciate everything that you all do for our community and the great state we live in. Well, Kimmy, I think it's safe to say that we share that uh, feeling in New Jersey is love it or hate it. I think it's one of a kind. It's, uh, you know, Jersey strong. So completely agree with what you're saying. And now to our last question, and this is for all of our panelists. Are there any resources, programs or community engagement events of note for the LGBTQ plus community that you would like to share? We can start with Medina. So for me, it's it's a mix because June is such a like cross section for me. So there's also Juneteenth coming up. I know that uh, my team is working for some because Newark Pride is like in July. So we go from like June to July and then, you know, it's all across the state. So we we priding out for the for almost the whole summer for for equal space we're we're posting um, that's at equal space co on social platforms. We're posting a lot of educational 
post just illuminating people to the various ways our community has contributed to so many different social causes. And I think that's getting a lot of feedback. So for me, it's it's less programmatic and more, you know, educational, ongoing kind of outreach to the community. Alongside that, we are working with Newark Museum also on um, a an event where we will be showcasing Barry Jenkins' Moonlight, which is like one of my top five movies in my life. It was one of the first LGBTQ films that I felt seen as a black, brown, queer person. And so we'll be working with the museum on that. And that's some of the stuff we're working on now. Thanks, Medina. And if uh, anybody wants to follow everything that you're doing, where can they follow you? Two places. You can find me at City Medina on all social, C-I-T-I-M-E-D-I-N-A, or you can find um, me at Equal Space Co., which is where we do all of our dope, amazing programs. Excellent. Thank you. Kimmy, anything you'd like to share? Oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, what are we, we're just rolling, we're, we roll all year long, but this month we're taking special, you know, uh, I don't even know what the word is that I want to use, but we're making, you know, more prideful um, products, which I think we're just going to continue anyway. Like this town, actually, I will say for the first time and as long as I can remember, everywhere on social media I go, it's all about pride and love is love. And it's the first time I think I've honestly really ever seen this coming everywhere. But the town is doing a multitude of things. Every business is just open, accepting. There's the Q spot in town. There's a uh, Garden State Equality, which is the whole state. And uh, there's a Project Real that does things as well for youths. But for us, I make cake. I'll make it for anybody. I love the, I love my gay community. But yeah, and if anybody wants to come and work for me, I'd be more than willing to train and take you on. But so that's what we're doing. We're just, we're just going to have fun. We're just going to keep moving forward and having fun with everything. <laughs> Thanks, Kimmy. That sounds great. And if anybody wants to find out more about Confections of a Rockstar Bakery, uh, where can they find you? Oh, social media, Instagram, Confections of a Rockstar, Facebook, or confectionsofarockstar.com. Excellent. Thank you for that. And Stephen, I'll give you the last word. Anything that you have to share? Yeah, we have a, a great uh, webinar coming up on the 17th Booster Business Resource Roundtable. Uh, the New Jersey EDA has helped us put that together register. It's going to be a great event. We have a multitude of organizations coming on. And then we have a virtual Pride Happy Hour on the 24th. Check out our events. Look me up on LinkedIn, Stephen Garibel. I'm the only one that's out there, so send me a connection. I'm always supporting and, and spreading the word for other orgs of what they're doing and what's going on. Join the org, check it out, and let's help hit that $1.7 trillion and make it go around. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, with that, we can wrap up our uh, e-conversation episode of this month in celebration of Pride Month, but I would like to give a special shout out to our co-host, Kyle, who uh, did his best uh, under the circumstances. Uh, we love your voice, so uh, we can't wait to hear you back. Uh, and uh, you know what, Kyle? I'll give you the last word. <laughs> Thank you very much, Alberto. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, sounding back to normal. Thank you to our amazing panelists, Stephen, Medina, Kimmy. Um, and with that, we can wrap up. Happy Pride to everybody and talk to you all soon. Bye. <laughs>